Welcome back to the show, everybody. Happy Monday to you. We have a really epic episode. Try to say that five times fast. Epic episode, epic episode, epic episode. Um, We have a really epic episode for you today. We're going to be talking about the power of decision making. We're going to be talking about the three qualities that you're going to need to have, whether you possess them already or whether you are going to be actively working towards developing these skills after this episode, um, if you want to have a wildly successful online coaching business. Now, I want to share with you I, by the time you're listening to this, I am now in my third trimester. Praise the Lord. I am just, I've been, I've waited so long for this season of life to get here. And I've told people a few times this week that it feels totally surreal to say that I am in the third trimester to think that I'm going to have a baby girl here within likely 12 weeks. Um, that is if she were to come on her quote unquote due date. Uh, it, it feels wild because I've waited so long for this season and it's here and I'm grateful and I'm like a little bit anxious <laughs> if I were to be a lot of bit anxious uh, if I were to be honest with you. This is going to be a big transition, a big season um, that I'm moving into, but I've been preparing for it and the Lord has been par- preparing me for it. And part of me telling you this is because there's going to be a little bit of an adjustment made to the podcast in preparation for me to go birth this baby and go on maternity leave. And what that adjustment is, is you guys have been hearing me on the show twice a week, almost every week for a very long time. And in preparation for my maternity leave in these last 12 weeks, I have decided that I'm going to be doing one episode per week. That is feels so much more attainable for me in this season of actually there's more work on my plate right now than there usually is because I'm getting things ready for maternity leave. I am working with an amazing consultant, getting ads set up. And so there's a lot of other things going on in the background that oftentimes has me working later into the evening than I ever have. And so that I do not stretch myself too thin, that I do not overstress myself or my baby, uh, I've decided to move down to one episode per week. So thank you guys for uh, continuing to listen to the show. These are going to be awesome episodes. Uh, but just so you know, we're going to we're gonna temporarily, I say temporarily, we'll see where the Lord leads. But we're going to, at least for now, move from two episodes to one episode a week. That episode will be coming out on Mondays, and this is that episode for the week. So after today, I'll see you on Monday. So without further ado, we're going to dive into today's episode. We're going to talk about decision making. We're going to talk about the qualities you need to have in order to have a wildly successful business. It's going to be epic. Remember, this is an epic episode. Let's go. Hey coach, welcome to the Bibles, Babies, and Business podcast. Are you ready to get more consistent, high ticket clients in your online coaching business without having to go through exhausting flopped launches? Are you constantly searching for podcast episodes, looking for that key to unlocking $10,000 months in your business? Do you have big dreams of becoming debt-free, going on more family vacations, and staying home with your kids? But right now, your business isn't even breaking $2,000 a month? Hey there, I'm Cammie. I'm a Christian, a wife, and a soon-to-be mom. 
a few years ago, before I was known for being a high ticket sales expert for online coaches, and before I founded my program, High Ticket Powerhouse, which offers some of the best marketing and sales strategy in the coaching industry, I was just your average online coach struggling to get by. I didn't know how to get clients, make consistent money online, or get out of the painful cycle of living paycheck to paycheck and drowning in debt. And to make matters worse, my husband and I were struggling through years of infertility and needed tens of thousands of dollars to grow our family. Oh, and on top of that, student loans and credit card debt. Needless to say, financially, we were a sinking ship. My business needed to make money. My family depended on it. That's when I discovered the art of how to close high ticket sales. And the best part, you don't need thousands of Instagram followers or ever have to struggle through another duct taped Instagram launch ever again. In this podcast, you'll find practical sales strategies to use in your own coaching business, biblical principles for the Christian entrepreneur, and a healthy dose of tough love. Because one thing you need to know about me, I don't sugarcoat it. My ultimate goal is to turn you into an absolute powerhouse at selling your high ticket coaching online. So you can be a blessing to your family, a blessing to your clients and create life changing impact for the kingdom of heaven. So grab your Bible, your laptop, and let's get to work because you were made for this. I told you guys in the intro of this episode, I have been working a lot, a lot, a lot behind the scenes on ads. And I'm in a season of scaling in my business. I've prayed heavily about this. And ads were just the very clear next step for my business. I've been in a business for several years. I'm making consistent money. My program is evergreen and I'm ready and I can maintain and, and handle new leads coming in consistently and coming into the powerhouse container, which I'm so excited about. With that being said, part of something that I've been working on this week is an email sequence so that when somebody books a call with me, they are essentially signed up for this email sequence. And that email sequence gives them a little bit more insight into who I am, a little bit more insight into the type of coach I am, my expectations, before we actually have their powerhouse interview call. It just nurtures them between the time they click on the link to book a call with me, they schedule it, and then when we actually have the call. And I was writing these emails this week and I got excited. You ever like have that piece of content where you're like, I'm fired up about this piece of content. I feel so creative. I feel so passionate. I know that this is what people need to hear. And I'm so excited to like pour this creativity into this email or Instagram reel or caption or whatever type of um, content you are creating at that moment. Well, I had this email that I wrote. It's actually part of that email sequence that somebody would get from me after they book a call. And I wanted to share essentially that the concept of this email with you uh, because this email talks about decision-making, the power of decision-making, and then the three qualities that a person really is going to need to have if they're going to be successful inside of my coaching container. Now, I'm speaking specifically about Powerhouse because, of course, this email series are for people who are applying for Powerhouse, which you should go apply down in the show notes. However, these same qualities and these same principles could apply whether or not you are a client of mine or somebody else's or you're running your coaching business without mentorship, which I don't recommend. But regardless of 
what season you're in in your coaching business, these principles apply to you. So I am excited to share this concept with you that I wrote about earlier this week. As you know, helping online coaches turn their coaching business into a money-making machine is one of my favorite pastimes, if you will. And because the Lord is so good, he actually allows me to be paid for that pastime. Isn't that like the best thing when you are paid to do the thing you love? Like, it's wild. Uh, But a lot of people don't ever get to experience that, like in the traditional workforce. So to be paid for something you actually love doing every day it's, it's wild. I, I think that there's no other way to spend your life um, than doing what you're really good at and getting paid for it and what you enjoy. And that being said, I, I get really fired up about this concept of helping people make money. And to some, it may come off as, oh, she's money obsessed or uh, you know, she talks. She calls herself a faith-based business coach, but I talk. I hear her talk about the money all the time. Well, well friend, let me kind of just put this into context for you. Maybe you're a new listener. Maybe you're somebody who's been listening to the show for a long time. But I had an interview earlier this week with somebody, and she, we were talking about why I'm so passionate to, about helping people make money, and it really comes down to two biological drivers that have really pushed me forward in knowing that it's important for a person to know how to make money, quote unquote, from scratch. And when I say from scratch, what I mean is if the economy were to fail, if the nine to five job were to let you go, if the clinic were to call with a terrible diagnosis like they did for me and my husband, I mean, like if anything were to happen, I fully believe that a person needs to know how to make money, how to manage that money, and how to make a lot of that money. So that if life throws you a curveball, you can pay that bill, okay? Because yes, money can buy you the house, the car, the vacation, the clothes, but really the valuable thing that money can buy you is options. And when you're facing a medical diagnosis, like my husband and I were, having options was going to be our way out of this problem. Unfortunately, those options cost a lot of money. I'm talking tens of thousands of dollars like have poured into this medical diagnosis. And one of the, I think, most most unfortunate things about uh, struggling with infertility, now this is coming from my personal perspective, is that if a person is walking through infertility Oftentimes, the reality of a person who's walking through infertility, the reality of them being able to someday hold their sweet miracle baby is on the other side of paying a very, very large amount of money. And this is this I'm about to tell you what I believe is the worst part, um, in my opinion, is that if you don't have that money, your options of having a family, they're not gone, but but the options are limited. Okay. It is, it's, it's for whatever reason, the Lord knows why these things happen. I don't know why these things happen, but that was our reality. We got handed a horrible diagnosis and our way out of it was, was on the other side of paying tens of thousands of dollars. And when this boils back to my business and someone says, you know, why are you so passionate about this? Why, you know, or maybe somebody's thinking, why is she talking about money all the time? Like, isn't she a Christian? Yeah, I'm a Christian and I'm massively passionate about teaching how to make money because for me, here are the two reasons that I have been so tunnel vision 
when it comes to my business over these last, oh, like almost five years to move this business forward, okay? What drove me to work so hard were two biological desires, okay? Now, I want to highlight that word biological, meaning these were desires that were divinely ingrained into my brain. These were not things that I just woke up one day and thought, oh, I want to pursue that thing. These are like biological human desires. The first human biological desire is to have access to nutrition, right? I would venture to say that it is a natural human biological desire to have access to nutrition because our brain knows that if we don't have nutrition, we don't function, right? And to not just have access to any nutrition, but nutrition that is actually high quality. In my words, eating actual real food, because in the United States, a lot of the food on the shelves is actually not real food. Uh, it's their chemicals. Um, actually being able to have the budget to buy real, real food, okay? There have been two times in my life where I felt like I didn't have access to all the food that my body wanted. One was when I was battling anorexia as a young teenager. And the other was just a few years ago when my husband and I were so broke that we were trying to feed ourselves off of $60 worth of groceries per week. And Lucas would literally stand in the aisles of the grocery store and calculate out which carton of eggs were the cheapest per dozen. Okay. So reason number one, why I'm so hyper-focused and so driven in my business is whether it's a pretty answer or not, it's an honest answer because I have seen what it is like to not have access to food and I don't ever want to be in that situation again. Okay. Number two, the second reason why I'm so biologically driven forward is to be able to afford the incredibly high price that it was going to take for my husband and I to have a baby. Oftentimes, I would most of the time, it does not cost a, a couple anything to conceive a child. Okay, it doesn't cost them anything. Uh, it, it is a free, <laughs> I won't go any farther than that. Um, we're going to keep this clean on the show. But like, it, it, you know, to conceive a child does not oftentimes, most of the time, cost anything for a couple. Now to actually go out and deliver that child in a hospital, that's another thing. To feed that child and clothe that child and provide medical uh, support for that child, that's another thing. But to actually conceive the child is typically for humans a free thing. That wasn't the case for us, Okay. And it, like I've told you, it was going to cost a lot. Uh, it did. It, it did cost a lot of money for us to be able to conceive a child. And I can probably tell you, as you guys already know, that I'm currently pregnant in the third trimester with our miracle baby due in April on my birthday. Lord, I see you out there working. But the reality of humanity is this. And this is really what I'm wanting to boil down to at this point. Oftentimes, we do not achieve success until we have first hit rock bottom. Why? This is my opinion, okay? Here's my opinion as to why I believe that so many people don't see success until they first hit rock bottom. I think it comes back to our innate flesh of of laziness. Humans typically want to do the least amount of effort required in order to go into the direction that they desire, okay? Nobody, like, it's very rare for somebody to just like want to overwork for the sake of overworking, right? We, we want to do the work that we have to do in order to get the result that we want. And, and how much work do we want to do? The least amount of work possible in order to get the job done and get the result that we want. And that, that laziness though, I think when we have other options, when, when success is an option, but honestly, you know, or let me put it this way, when, when building a coaching business is an option, but like, honestly, 
I could just go back to my nine to five. That's an option too. Or like, you know, I, I, I could just like, maybe I'll just get like, like an online part-time job for a little bit. And like when you have all of these options and success is just one of a few options for you, I believe that like, like there's too many options on the table. Like when success is only one of very many options, oftentimes we don't choose the path towards success, which, which, which oftentimes can be the most challenging road to like true long-term success. We don't necessarily always choose the hard road always, not that success has to be hard, but we don't always choose the road that's going to lead us to the most long-term success. We oftentimes choose the road that's going to lead us towards the most instant gratification, the, the road that is the least bumpy, the easiest path to travel. Okay. And what has drove me to success, to succeed in my business was the fact that I could not afford to fail. Success was the only option on the table, friend. Okay. I was in a sink or swim situation. We were broke. And then when we were, um, finally not broke, then it was, oh, this is going to cost you tens of thousands of dollars to have a baby. Like, like there were multiple times where success was the only option on the table. We were in a sink or swim situation and we chose to swim. And why am I bringing this up to you today? Because I believe that it goes back to the power of decision making. My husband and I were listening to this incredible podcast episode. Uh, I believe it was Saturday of last week. And I cannot take credit for this concept. Uh, it was it was a concept that was discussed by Ed Milet and Brendan Bouchard on Ed Milet's show. It was an incredible episode. I posted about it on my Instagram story. And I'm just going to kind of give you the cliff notes of the episode. Essentially, the cliff notes of the episode were this, that many people think that they've made a decision about something, but they really haven't. Because to make a decision is to forego and eliminate all other options. That's what making a decision is. And they used the an example of like making a decision to be married. Like there are people that are making a decision or they think they're making a decision. They're getting married, but in the back of their head, they're like, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to do this thing, but like also if it gets too hard, like I'm out. Like they didn't burn the ships. <laughs> they're still keeping options on the table, you know, just in case. And that is not the concept of making a decision. When you're making a decision, friend, you're burning the ships. You are fully committed 100% to whatever it is that you just decided. And when it comes to the online coaching space, people need to make a decision. They need to forego all other options because what what Ed Milet and Brendan Bouchard were talking about on the episode is if you're if you're not making a decision, really what you're doing is you're negotiating with yourself. And you're negotiating because you see there as being many, many options, okay? You haven't fully committed to any one thing. And like I told you earlier, oftentimes we do not succeed unless success is our only option, unless we are put in a situation where we can't, like we're sink or swim and we're choosing to swim because the other option is sink and we don't want to sink, okay? That is why I believe we hear these stories of entrepreneurs who have now achieved wild success, but they've also been in a place of extreme poverty or um, extreme whatever situations where they maybe they almost lost the business or they had to put it all on the line. I truly believe that like there is power in hitting rock bottom. Like I'm not I'm not saying that I hope anybody hits rock bottom. 
It's not what I'm saying. And I don't believe that you have to hit rock bottom in order to see success. But like, like hopefully we as, you know, hopefully we can get ourselves together before we hit rock bottom. But just because of our human natural laziness nature, oftentimes we let things go and we let them go bad until we hit rock bottom and there's no way, there's nowhere else to go but up. And so why the reason why I'm telling you this is because right here, right now, if you're an online coach listening to this, I want you to make a decision. Okay. I want you to make a decision right now about whether or not you are truly 110% committed to the growth of your business. Because I would venture to say that most online coaches are not. They think they are, but really building the business is just one of many options for them. Okay. And if something gets too hard, then they flake out and they go another direction. Now I'm not talking about pivoting. Pivoting is important, okay? It's, it's important to know how to pivot and, and when to pivot and how to do so successfully so that your, your business can stay afloat. What I'm talking about is giving up. And you can call it whatever you want. You can like label it as, you know, you can your brain will try and cover it up and like dress it up and make it as nice as possible because your brain doesn't want you to feel the pain of knowing that you quit. But really, oftentimes, so many coaches are negotiating with themselves about the terms of, well, how hard am I really willing to work with this business? How committed really am I? Like, cause, cause you know, if my coach is teaching me this strategy and this strategy is taking up too many hours of my day, you know, it's just not worth it to me. That is not the mentality of somebody who's made a decision. It's just not. Okay. So right here, right now, I need you to make it. I don't need you to do anything. Let me rephrase. I want you to make a decision, make a decision right now. Are you all in on your business? Or are you still negotiating with yourself? And in no shame if you are negotiating with yourself. That's okay. But recognize that, friend, if you are somebody that has these wild dreams of building up a, a seven-figure coaching business and, and retiring your husband and paying off your all of your debt and taking your family on these elaborate vacations and you're in the negotiating phase of even like, do I, like, like uh, negotiating phase of even building the business, just know that, that you will not get to that level of success until you decide. So sooner or later, you're going to have to decide whether or not you're all in or all out. I just would rather have you make that decision sooner rather than later so that you don't waste the only resource on this planet that we never get back, which is time, okay, or one of the only resources. So that is that was the first part that I wanted to talk to you about today is you got to make a decision because the people that are going to make it in the online coaching space are people who have decided. If you haven't decided, then please don't be shocked when you don't see the success that you want. You either decide to win or you negotiate with yourself until you get haphazard results or average results. Okay? So you got to decide. Now, the other part of this episode that I want to talk to you about is the three qualities that you're going to need to have if you're a student of mind or just if you're an online coach, period and you want to see wild success in your online coaching business, you're going to need these three qualities, okay? Now, maybe you have them right now. And if that's that, if that's true for you, fantastic. Keep building them up and strengthening them. If you find that you don't have these qualities right now, okay, don't count yourself out. Build these qualities. Learn how to, how to accommodate these qualities or not how to accommodate, how to accumulate these qualities. Learn how to strengthen them, okay? Number one is if you want to succeed in the online coaching space, you're going to have to be an above average problem solver. What I mean is this, business is all about learning how to solve problems. That's why you became a coach, because you have a solution to somebody else's problem. And those who succeed in business learn how to solve problems better and faster than the average person. 
you cannot afford to break down every time you hit a bump in the road and run to somebody else, whether it's your coach or your mentor or your friend or your mom or your dad or your husband or wife or whatever, and say, hey, fix this for me. Or this is this is a little bit of a of a pet peeve of mine. When somebody when somebody comes to me with a problem and they expect me to fix the problem for them without any contribution at all. Okay. Now, if this is like my child in the future, obviously that's not a pet peeve of mine. What I'm talking about is when a fully capable human being is running into a problem, okay, which we all do, by the way, but instead of coming to me and saying, hey, Kiami, I'm experiencing X, Y, and Z. I have tried A, B, C. They haven't quite created the result that I'm looking for. I'm thinking about trying solution, you know, D, E, F next. I'd love to gather your feedback about that. That is how I want people to approach me with problems. Like if you're a client of mine, if you're if you're a future client of mine, if you're an online coach, that is how you approach problems from a successful mindset. But going to somebody and saying this isn't working. That the, end end of like end of comment right there. This isn't working. Period. No solution suggested. No 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 um like observation to try and add to the conversation, no data, no, like just this isn't working and expects another person to fix it. That is not, (laughs) that is not a quality of somebody who is going to see massive success in the online coaching space. They're not willing to solve their own problem. Now I get it. If you're hiring a mentor, you're hiring them so that that mentor can help you solve a problem. That mentor can teach you a strategy. That mentor can help shape you and mold you. And I'm here for that. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is that, yes, you have hired a mentor or maybe you will in the future hire a mentor to help you reach a goal. However, it is not the mentor's responsibility to do the work for you. It is not your mentor's responsibility to solve all of your problems. The mentor is there to give you strategy, to to challenge you with critical thinking skills, to support you, to help you think bigger, but they are not there to tie your shoe for you. They are not your mom and dad, and you are not four, okay? If you want to succeed as an online coach, you must be an above average problem solver. I'm going to make a bold statement here and say that most people are like, like when it comes to solving problems, like they're, they're okay at it. They're not great at it. Now, this is a skill that you can learn and develop and part of that is, just, is being hyper-focused on solutions. We all have problems. But if you keep getting stuck at a problem and, and that's where you're hyper-focusing on, friend, you're hyper-focusing on the negative, which, which like, it's okay. Welcome to the human club. Our brains have a nine times negativity bias, but you have to train your brain to focus on solutions. If you are not going to do that, if you're not willing to do that, if you're not willing to be self-aware enough and to challenge your brain to hyper-focus from the problems onto the solutions, then entrepreneurship probably isn't for you. And that's okay. There's no shame in that. But if you want to be a wildly successful entrepreneur, you got to be above an above average problem solver. That, that's, what, that's what this industry is about, solving problems, okay? Take responsibility for your own success. If you want to win, you will need to develop a solution-focused mentality, okay? That is a winning mentality. So that's number one. You must be an above-average problem solver. Number two, you must be incredibly disciplined and hardworking. Now that you might think to yourself, 
duh, Cammy. Like, like of course, I'm. I know that I'm going to need to be disciplined and hardworking in my business in order for it to grow. Great. So you don't mind me elaborating on it then. If you're hoping to jo- become an online coach and just have clients fall into your lap willy-nilly, you know, you put up a post one day, you think p- three people are going to DM you and want to pay you $1,000 each. Like if you're thinking that clients are just going to fall into your lap with little to no effort, you need to know that it doesn't work that way. My best students are ruthlessly committed. I'm going to say that, that, that phrase again. I'm going to use that adjective another time, okay? Turn your listening ears on because I'm going to use this word again and, and I want this to be etched into your head. My best students are ruthlessly committed. That doesn't mean that they disregard their families or that they become workaholics, or that they don't have boundaries, or that they um, cut others down in order to get ahead. That's not what ruthless means. What ruthless means goes back to what we were talking about earlier, that they made a decision. They made a decision to succeed. Failure is not even on the table. For too many of you, failure is on the table, except for you're not calling it failure. You're talking, you, you call it going back to a nine to five. Which, which I, I'm not saying that it is failure to go back to a nine to five. Hear me, there is a season for everything, friend. But if you are going back to a nine to five because really deep down you're giving up, that's what I'm talking about, okay? If you're going back to a nine to five as a strategic way to help supplement your income and you have a game plan in place in how you're gonna use that to further your business and further your family. And then you have a game plan for how you're gonna move out of that nine to five job and move back into your business full time. That's not failure. So don't hear what I'm not saying, okay? But oftentimes, or for too many of you, failure is on the table and you just aren't calling it failure, okay? So my best students are ruthlessly committed to success. Doesn't mean that they disregard their families. Doesn't mean that they're workaholics. It doesn't mean that they cut others down. It means that they've made a decision, okay? Now, to be disciplined and hardworking, it means that w- when somebody is ruthlessly committed, another thing that, that I've noticed is that they have high expectations for themselves. It's not just me that has high expectations of my students. It's my students have high expectations for themselves. You cannot wager your business's success on the expectations of your mentor. I hope you're not doing that, okay? And what I mean is I hope that you're not just going through the motions of what your mentor is doing or or teaching you and saying, well, did that, checked it off. Success is bound to fall in my lap now. Like, are you studying the quality of work that you're putting out? Are you studying your competition? Are you continually looking to get better? Are you looking at your work with a critical eye? And I'm not saying beat yourself down, but are you looking at your own work with a critical eye and asking yourself in an objective way, in a loving way, without judgment, how can I make this better? How can I be part of the top 1%? How can I have high expectations for myself? Because if you're doing it for somebody else, if you're doing it just to meet the minimum expectations um, of your, your mentor, that's not enough, Okay. My best students, they hold themselves accountable to showing up every single day. Laziness has no place in entrepreneurship or in any of my programs for that matter, okay? You have to be incredibly disciplined and hardworking. And that is a skill that a person is not necessarily born with, but learns to develop. All of these things 
are things that you're not just like, it's not, if you're like, wow, that doesn't really describe me right now. That's okay. Work at it. Okay. It's not like these are genetic things that some of us get and some of us don't when we're born. It's, these are things that we choose to work on or not work on. Okay. So number one is that you have to be an above average, average problem solver. Number two is you must be incredibly disciplined and hardworking. And number three is this, and this is where we're going to end today. You must become a master of your mind, a master of your mind. This is a biblical principle. You know how the Bible says, take your thoughts captive and make them obedient to Christ. Okay. In other words, your thoughts will not naturally be obedient to Christ. We live in a fallen world. We're here in this flesh suit. Okay. Our thoughts will not naturally be obedient to Christ. And what we've learned on the show before from the Christian neuroscience mentor that you guys have heard from multiple times, Betsy Crony, is that not only uh, she's the one that, that taught me that our brains have a nine times negativity bias, not only that, but your subconscious brain, in other words, your hard wiring, the thoughts that you're believing that you're not actively like thinking about, but, but, but are operating in the background, that is running 90% of your day. And so what she says is that if it's running 90% of your day, it's running 90% of your business. Now think about that for a moment. Is your subconscious brain, if, if it's really running 90% of your business, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Well, it's a good thing if you become a master of your mind. It's a bad thing if you're somebody who breaks down every time that they have an obstacle. It's a bad thing if you're somebody who lets their thoughts run amok. It's a bad thing if you're somebody who consistently chooses the easy, simple, fastest way out. It's a good thing if you become a master of your mind. Your brain is hardwired to keep you comfortable. And in trying to keep you comfortable, your brain will start to hand you excuses when you begin to creep outside of your comfort zone. It is not your fault. You are human. Welcome to the club. There's lots of us here, okay? Here's the thing, though. Those who achieve wild success in their business must learn how to become a master of their mind, a.k.a. their brain, okay? Everybody's out here talking about mindset. I'm not seeing as many people talk about the brain, which is the organ behind the mind. A a conversation for another time, but like, let's start talking about the brain, shall we? The level of mindset mastery that you currently have has gotten you this far. So if you're happy with where you're, where you've gotten so far and you're like, yeah, this is odd. Like, like I'm not necessarily where I want to be forever, but like I am satisfied and excited about where I'm at right now and I'm excited to grow, then, then fantastic. You, that, that is a symptom of having um, mindset mastery that is probably pretty good. Now you can always get better at it, but like if, 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 If your mindset mastery has gotten you this far and you're satisfied so far with where you're at, then that's great. However, your mindset mastery, if if it's gotten to a place where you're not currently happy with, then guess what? You got to work on it because the, the mindset mastery that you currently have has gotten you this far, but it will not take you to the next level. Your next level of success will demand that you learn how to take your thoughts captive, develop an extremely high level of self-awareness, and abandon self-sabotaging tactics. I'm going to say that one more time because that, that like, we need to like rehear that over and over. Your next level of success will demand that you learn how to take your thoughts captive. That's what the Bible teaches us. Develop an extremely high level of self-awareness. That means that you know when you're sabotaging. You are aware of your subconscious programming. 
um, that, that you have subconscious programming that, that is or is not working for you, that you are aware when you're doing something that is not moving you forward. Okay. You need to have a high level of self-awareness because if you're not aware of something, you can't change it. And you need to abandon self-sabotaging tactics. It feels like a lot because it is a lot, but you can do this. And when you work with me, okay, we are here to support you in your growth. The enemy wants you to be isolated. The father wants you to be in community, okay? So we are here to support you because we are all doing this together. So let's go ahead and just recap today what we've talked about because we've talked about a lot, okay? To make a decision is to abandon all other options. Many coaches, maybe even many of you listening right now, have not yet made a decision. It's an option on the table to grow a coaching business, and it shows you're treating it like an option. If you're not getting the success that you want in your business and you still haven't made a decision, maybe it's because you're still treating your business like an option. Just a thought. Like, let that soak in. You got to make a decision. You got to abandon all other options and go all in. Okay. Number two, you must be incredibly disciplined and hardworking. You have to be. And if you're not yet, it's not that there isn't hope for you, friend. Okay. Just practice it. Discipline is a muscle that you have to work at. Okay. And lastly, you must become a master of your mind, AKA your brain, because your mind, its job is not to make you successful. Those who master their mind become successful, but like a mind that is untrained does not lead its human to success. A mind that is is untrained will not lead you to success. You have to become a master of your mind, okay? And the mindset that you currently have has gotten you this far, but it will not take you to the place you want to go. It will require you to up-level. Friend, I know that today's episode was probably a lot of tough love. <laughs> a lot of tough love. Um, but I... I just want to pray right now that the Holy Spirit would like use these words, Holy Spirit, to speak to the person that needs to hear them. That even if my words weren't perfect, even if I stumbled through something or maybe didn't describe something exactly the way that I wanted to, I pray that God, you just would cut through that noise and get the message to the person that needs to hear it, Lord. Friend, I know that this is a powerful episode. Like I don't, I don't need anybody to tell me that. I know that this is a powerful episode. And I would love if you would share it with somebody, okay? Whether you send the link to a friend or screenshot this and and share it to your Instagram story and, and put the link there for other people to listen. I believe that people need to hear this information. And this is not the most strategy-filled episode. Like we didn't talk about like sales tactics or like, and, and we have a lot of that on the show and I love it. But this is an episode where like we're doing deep work here. Deep, deep work that will contribute to the long-term success of your business. So share it with a friend. Love you. And I'll see you next week. Hey coach. Thanks so much for tuning into today's episode. I hope you got exactly what you needed to hear, even if it stung a little. Every week, I am committed to showing up here on the show and bringing you not one, but two value-packed episodes to help you grow deeper in your faith, build a profitable coaching business, and become an absolute powerhouse at getting high-ticket coaching clients online. 
And the number one way that you can support the Bible Babies and Business podcast is by taking 30 seconds to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts and then share this show with a friend. Thank you for partnering with me to get these episodes out to as many online coaches as possible because the world needs more powerhouse women building online coaching businesses for the kingdom of heaven. I appreciate you. I love you. And I'll see you in the next episode.